when we eat at restaurants, we think of the food in front of us, we think of the menu and what to order. But what I realized when speaking to these owners is the most important thing is the service and how they treat their customers and how they make their customers feel. On this episode of the Creator Community, we'll meet Jack Rasmussen, a senior at USC and Price is Right winner with a passion for food and entrepreneurship. We'll hear how Jack came up with the book concept through his life's experiences and appreciation for the incredible work he's learned chefs do in the kitchen and in the office to make their restaurants thrive. We'll then follow Jack's journey of pure hustle that led him to getting quotes for his book from some of the most famous chefs in the US and how he's gearing up for a podcast and an entrepreneurship venture of his own. And we'll hear how he's learned the power of rapport building and how he was able to publish his first book, The Secrets of Fine Dining. Check out the show. Welcome to the Creator Community. This is a podcast from book publisher, New Degree Press. I'm your host, John Saunders. This show is designed to celebrate, elevate, and showcase many of the incredible authors that have published their books with NDP. This year, NDP will cross over 1,300 published authors from six continents, it has earned the 293rd spot on the Inc. 5000 list. This is the 5,000 fastest growing companies, privately held companies in America. Uh, this is episode six of season four. And today I have with me, Jack Rasmussen. Rasmussen is a Warren Bennis scholar, which means he is learning in the Brittingham Social Enterprise Lab at USC, a place that was inspired by author Warren Bennis, who created the subject of leadership in academia. Rasmussen has inspired many students at USC by being a Marshall student ambassador the high school teacher of Thinking in 2020, and the president of Money Think, USC. In 2021, Rasmussen was a contestant on the Wheel of Fortune where he won the entire show, including the bonus round with the food and beverage phrase, creamy artichoke dip. <laughs> now people of Los Angeles and Hollywood recognize him by his bright mini red Cooper every time he makes the drive from his home in South Central Hollywood for his trip to visit his many friends. It is fitting that the phrase was a type of food because Jack has created a food movement in Hollywood and all over the world. This clothing model wrote his first book, Fine Dining, The Secrets Behind the Restaurant Industry in 2021, and it will be released late spring 2022. Rasmussen has loved food his whole life and has grown a deep appreciation for food, especially from some of his favorite LA restaurants such as Babo, Bestia, Nobu, Joey DTLA, Amari, Elefante, Felix Trattorio. Rasmussen interviewed and or studied Numerous impactful chefs in the United States, Dino Tech Demir of Nash Market, Daniel Hum of Eleven Madison Park, Stephen Colt of Spartina, Philip Camino of Fellow, and so many more. Jack, great to see you. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, John. I really appreciated that introduction, and I'm very happy to be here to talk about my book. You know, uh, it's great to have you. I feel like I have so many questions about the Wheel of Fortune, but let's start with where, you know, what landed you here, Jack? What, what's the journey been on to land you here to write this book through your uh, education and career? Yeah, so I, I was born and raised in the Bay Area. I was very involved in sports growing up. And so I always loved eating because I needed it to fuel my body. And me and my dad would always go to the Los Gatos Farmer's Market every Sunday of every week. And I always look forward to it because I'd get my favorite strawberry banana crepe and we eat it in the park, in the little plaza park in my hometown. And it was just such an amazing experience. And I got super involved in school where I was in student government. 
I played football, basketball, baseball, and volleyball. And so I wanted to go to a college where I felt really stimulated. And so I ended up here at USC. I'm a business major, and I also study film and journalism. And it's been really exciting getting to learn all these different uh, ideas and just a variety of subjects here. And I've networked really well while I've been here in LA. So I've had jobs at radio stations, one of the only operating RCA radio stations in the world. I was also a marketing associate for MTV artists. I was a financial advisor for a little bit. And I worked on Wall Street like you did last summer. So I'm really excited. I started writing this book last year because I always wanted to write a book and I love writing. And I study entrepreneurship here at USC and had the chance to study entrepreneurship at Stanford in 2020. So I had a lot of ideas about entrepreneurship and I decided to use the lens of fine dining for my book. So I started interviewing chefs in LA and then around the world. And here I am today and the book is coming out already in a month. So I'm really excited. I think somewhere in the subtitle should be the word hustle, buddy. I sound like I hear a lot of hustle in this story here. I love it. Yeah. And the fact that food is, you know, I love the story going all the way back to your father and going to get the crepes. I have a similar story. Unfortunately, it was donuts, but, you know, uh, <laughs> early Saturday mornings going out to do that. But I love how this passion for food and entrepreneurship and business have all intersected in the form of this book. You went through this coaching program. How did it hit your radar screen? I absolutely love the program. It's been such a great experience. I remember Eric, I had a call with Eric Coaster who created this program last year and we just hit it off and had great chemistry and he was so supportive of my ideas and really pushed me to think outside of the box and really just go for it and uh, hit the ground running. So it's been an amazing experience. Everyone in the crew has been so understanding, very enthusiastic, super upbeat. And whenever I had a question, someone was always there. You know, I was never left in the dark. And so I've, I always felt supportive. And I think having a group of authors around me really pushed me and was very encouraging because I saw all of the things they were going through. And I was also going through that. So there was always someone to relate to. And all in all, I think it, it was a very challenging experience and very fast. I, I know some authors probably write their books in, in years and to do it in less than a year is, is very fast, but it, it was challenging, but I think really rewarding. And it's so cool to be able to reflect on it now, you know, almost, almost a year later. Yeah. I'm just super grateful. It's, it's hard to believe that you can get it done in you know, kind of this 10 to 11 month window. But that's, you know, these folks you talk about that are sort of writing for years, I, I wonder sometimes if they're just writers rather than authors, right? An author has a published right. book, right? A writer is someone who writes a lot. <laughs> two, exactly. very, two very different things, aren't they? And I love that, you know, this accountability and this structure really helped get you through the journey. Jack, what would you say was the hardest part about it for you? Getting the book. Wow. The hardest part about it for me, because I had so many moving pieces and I was interviewing a lot of people and then I connected with people for my forward and also my cover. I think it was trying to please everyone in the whole process because I didn't want to share a story that was not completely true or do something that someone didn't 
agree with. And so I just wanted to put everyone in the best light possible, but I also wanted to be very truthful. And I think another thing is the restaurant industry, there's a lot of controversial things going on, you know, with the Me Too movement and women chefs finally being spotlighted. So I, I wanted to definitely spotlight those issues, but I wanted to do so respectfully in my book. And just to share these ideas that people need to know about, but in a very gentle way, that was something that was definitely on my mind when I was writing the book. It's, you know, I think part of what you're speaking to there, this, you know, there's every industry, whatever you're going to write about is going to have some complexities to it. If I could blanket statement that idea. And, you know, we want to we also recognize that books are very permanent, right? And so once they're out there, they're out there. And uh, that's why editors are great and having the support around you to make sure we get these stories written in a way in a light that we want them to. But I don't think many people think about managing all of those nuances of a book as, as part of the journey that's fascinating. You know, I, I was asked that question in an interview recently when I was talking about my own book. And my answer to that question was, and I guess it's probably related, but it was deciding when the book was done. Because they're all, you could always change something, right? And even to this day, I look at it like, oh, I wish I'd have written that sentence different or that paragraph or whatever. So that's great. I love that story. So fine dining, Jack, the secrets behind the restaurant industry due out late this spring, 2022. What's the book about? That is a great question. Yeah. What are the secrets about? So basically my book is about the past, present and future of the restaurant industry. So it's it's very cinematic. I tried to make it cinematic. So it's like you have these three stages and it's cut into three parts. So first you have a history, have a seat at my table. And in this part, I go through, it's a lot of research where I go through the history of the restaurant industry. You're going to see the farm to table movement, the movement in California, how all these kind of restaurants that we know today came about. And then the second part is let's eat major keys to success. And this is where I kind of go into depth about all the different aspects that you need to have to be a successful restaurateur. And this is where I use some key aspects of the business model canvas that I learned from Steve Blank while I was at Stanford University. So this is this one is good for all types of entrepreneurs. It's not just specific to, to restaurateurs but definitely uh, applies to restaurateurs as well. And then I end with the future shoot for the Milky Way. And this is sort of just a, it's more about business too, but it's about persevering through failure and learning from your failures and having a growth mindset, which I've developed. And I think is so important, especially if you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to be able to learn from your mistakes and continuously grow no matter what you do. And throughout the book, there's interviews with several chefs. One is with Dino Tectomir of Anatolian Palo Alto by Stanford. And then one is with Julie Venata at the wine cellar. I interviewed her in their basement. The wine cellar is one of my favorite restaurants in my hometown. And then there's a lot of others here in LA. I talked to Stephen Colt, who's been on the Food Network, a lovely guy, one of my great friends now, and then Philip Camino in Brentwood and he has a couple restaurants there, which is, are amazing. I was just there and uh, Kate Hudson was there too. So he, a lot of interesting chefs will be featured. And basically all in all, I wanted to give chefs the spotlight because my goal is to hopefully, you know, people love eating. Everyone has to eat, 
But a lot of people, when they go to restaurants, they don't appreciate it for what it is and for all the work that goes into it. Because a lot of these chefs and owners have worked their whole careers to get to this point where they could open up this ultimate concept that they've been dreaming of their whole lives. So I think we just need to give them the respect they deserve and appreciate all these different aspects from the menu design to the marketing, to the hiring the right people, to making sure that their value proposition is unique enough to stand out from all the restaurants in the same city so they can continue to serve, you know, the local people. So that's what I really wanted to inspire in, in people, not just restaurant tours to become restaurant tours, but also the customers to really appreciate all the, the work that these owners do because it's one of the hardest industries to be successful in. Yeah, I, think, I suppose once you get away from just cooking for yourself or your family or your friends, what have you, right? Now it's a business and you're doing this all at scale. And so it suddenly becomes all these moving parts. And right, so many times we walk into a restaurant, the food's amazing, the service is great, and we probably stick around and maybe even come back or likely come back. But we often, we don't think about all those moving parts until something goes wrong, right? And then we're sort of annoyed or not happy with the experience. And so it is, it's entrepreneurship through and through, and then producing this amazing product that draws people in. That is really cool. Uh, You know, to get through this whole journey, right, it takes a lot of energy, even though, right, you had this accountability, this coaching along the way. Still takes a lot of energy, a lot of inspiration, a lot of you know, big mission. Jack, what was your mission? What was your why behind this book? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think for me, I've always had a very high respect for food, very high respect where I would be eating and just I would take pictures of my food, I would take it in, and I I just love food so much. And I think every time I'd go to a restaurant, I'd always think of it as just an experience, you know, I'd take in the ambiance, I'd treasure the time that I had with my friends. And growing up, I realized that all the biggest events in my life, I are centered around a restaurant, like my birthday parties, the restaurants, the most important part, which restaurant am I going to my graduation party? I'm going, we're going to Pedro's because I want Mexican food and and it's going to be a great time. So I realized that restaurants were kind of at the center of all my celebrations of all, you know, what made me extremely happy. And I wanted to share that love and passion with the world. And I wanted to inspire people to, like I said, just try to, you know, have that same respect for their food because a big problem in our world is food waste. And not a lot of people know this, but 40% of our food in the U S is thrown out. That's that's so much. That that's a lot of food that goes to waste. And there's people in the world that go hungry, that die of hunger every day. So it's um it's just something that we should think about. And and me, as you know, I've grown up privileged, so it's not something that I have to worry about all the time. But I, I think about that every time I go to a restaurant or every time I have food in front of me. This is a blessing to be eating this food. And I wanted to write something where I give that respect to the food because not a lot of people think, you know, think about the story behind the food. Where, where are the ingredients from all these different aspects that are really important? You know, when you're the owner that those are questions you have to think about that are on your mind, where am I getting my food? All these things, the supplier, there's so many details. There's a lot of details 
And so, yeah, that was the main thing is kind of, I really want to help stop food waste. So that's kind of an underlying thing of my book and my movement that I'm trying to inspire here in LA and around the world. But also I think to be an owner, you have to take a leap of faith, like I said, and you're never going to be successful if you don't just take that leap and, and try. So I think I really wanted to inspire people who maybe were on the fence of becoming an entrepreneur, but they're, they just don't like their job and they've been in their job for years. I think if you're on the fence, just go for it because it, you only have one life. And if you really want to serve your local people through this concept that you've been dreaming of, there's the only thing stopping you is yourself. So just do it and go for it wholeheartedly because if you don't go for it completely, a chapter in my book is follow your passion unapologetically. If you don't go for it all in, it's not probably not going to succeed. So you just need to go for it all in. So I think pushing people to just go all in too, to become entrepreneurs is another mission that I wanted to inspire in people. Be more aware of food, where it comes from, how it becomes this piece of lovely artwork and, and so tasteful as it sits in front of us in fine dining restaurants and, and taking that leap of faith, not just for restaurateurs, but anyone who's thinking about entrepreneurship. And I think really what I'm hearing is having this growth mindset. So Jack, you interviewed all these chefs, dozens of chefs for the restaurant. What is the secret to fine dining? Wow. What is the secret? Yeah. So it's interesting because when we eat at restaurants, we think of the food in front of us, we think of the menu and what to order. But what I realized when speaking to these owners is the most important thing is the service and how they treat their customers and how they make their customers feel. Because at the end of the day, a customer comes in for the food, but they return for the service and the connection that they feel to your workers and to your brand and to who you are. And a lot of chefs talk about their restaurants like it's their home and the customers like they're their families. And that's truly the key is trying to build a community based on camaraderie, based on love, based on just shared values. And that was very eye-opening to me because at the end of the day, the restaurant industry is the hospitality industry. And so service is paramount and probably the most important aspect of most restaurants in the world. I mean, it's one of those things you don't realize it's good or bad until it's bad. And then you kind of think what's going on here. And this idea of making you feel like home, you know, I lived in a really interesting suburb of Orlando for a number of years. And to this day, <clears throat> it's one of my favorite restaurants. It's called Prato. And I, I mean, if my wife and I went out for dinner, I don't know, once a week or something like that, three out of four, if not four out of four times, we'd go to this restaurant. The food is amazing. The service was impeccable. And I mean, why go anywhere else? And it, we just get, we went there again and again and again. And if I still live there, I'd still go there. It was fantastic. Uh, so when you think about service as a key element, and I love this idea of values, right? It's, it's again, back to this business. What do we stand for? What, what's our mission here? What's one of your favorite service stories from the book? Yeah, I have a lot of great service stories, but one that definitely stands out to me was in Palo Alto, California, right next to Stanford University. I drove up, it was right before I started my senior year here at USC, and I drove up to a restaurant, a Turkish restaurant called Anatilion Kitchen to meet Dino Tektemir, the, the owner. And he has three restaurants in, in the Bay Area. 
but this is his Turkish restaurant and he's, he's from Turkey. And so I sat down with him. He got me some food, his famous Turkish tea and a hummus platter with a bunch of other things on it. And uh, we just started eating and chatting away. And what got me about him is just his undeniable, just likable attitude and how positive he was. And he, he just, it seemed like he had the time of his life at his restaurant. And he told me that he just loves to talk to his customers. He loves meeting them and welcoming them and chatting with them. And I don't think there's a point where he, there wasn't a smile on his face. The whole time I was talking to him, he just had this grin on his face. Like he was just so happy. And I think it was funny because while we were talking, he told me that he came over to, when he came over as a illegal immigrant, he was put in jail and unfortunately had to stay there for a little bit, but he, he started to love food while he was in jail because they would feed him. He had shelter. And so when it was time to leave, he didn't want to leave because of all the free food he was getting. But that, that experience alone sort of inspired him to go into the industry. And he started as a bus boy and then worked his way up. And now he's the owner of three restaurants and one of them is expanding at the moment. So it just goes to show a positive and, and growth mindset, like we said, and positivity really can go a long way. So he's shown that it works and it's a great story of resilience, but also of why service really makes a restaurant successful. So Dino found his passion for food while being incarcerated. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, very, very interesting guy. <laughs> that is an unbelievable story. I mean, how passion for food, but I guess it's all about our perspective, right? From what we have versus what we want. And maybe what he wasn't finding a lot of meals. And so he found some meals and talk about an appreciation for food and to go from, you know, prison food to making these world-class restaurants. That's just unbelievable. And I love the fact that he has a smile on his face every day. And it's because I think he represents the essence of your book, if what I'm hearing is correct, that he really respects and loves and appreciates what food is and, and how we can bring it to the world. What an unbelievable story. So you have an incredible set of names in your foreword, Jack. How did that all come together? Yeah, that, that came together very quickly. I met Tara Elaine Brennan, who has a book a cookbook that was the bestseller at Wegmans, which is a grocery store in New York City, where she is from. And I met her, she saw my book when it went on pre-sale last year, she saw my book, she bought a copy. She lives in Bel Air here and her daughter goes to Harvard Westlake, a really good high school here. And she, we wanted to meet and talk about, you know, our passion for food. So we met in February, February 1st, I met her, we started chatting. I offered her a, a, a role to be in my forward. I said, do you want to write something to get people excited for my book? And she was, she was ecstatic and said, yes, I'd love to. So right away, she, she posted about it. And then that got the attention of a lot of chefs around the world because of the, my title, The Secrets Behind the Restaurant Industry. And a lot of people wanted to know what these, what these secrets were. <laughs> so that, that got me connected to Michael Mina, one of the best celebrity chefs in the world. And he, he was in Dubai at the time. And so we were FaceTiming him from Dubai. Like, it was the craziest thing. And, and 
we got some ideas from him. And so he's in my forward as well. And then two of my favorite people here at USC, Dean Varun Sony, he's the Dean of Religious Life. He is the first ever Dean that's a Hindu, first ever in the country, an amazing guy. He's my teacher of practical leadership this year as part of my leadership cohort. So I've been learning from him and meeting incredible people in that class. So he wrote a little something for the forward, which I'm so excited about. And then my other teacher who's interviewed Pete Carroll, Kobe Bryant, a lot of amazing people. He's a storyteller, he's an entrepreneur, and he's a lawyer. His name's David Belasco. So yeah, my forward sort of became very, very big and now is co-authored by four people, which is sort of unusual, but I felt like it was a good kind of good bow on the top of my book to get people excited for the book. It comes right before it. It's not super long, which is good. I think it's short and sweet. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. Definitely. And this, and this all culminated from this one particular chef seeing something you posted about your book on social media. Is that right? Before it was even written? Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Tara shared it and then, yeah, it just sort of started to spread a little bit and I wanted my teachers to be part of it for sure. And then she kind of got more, more chefs involved. Yeah. What's fascinating about that story for me is, and one of the things we talk about in coaching authors through the journey is, you know, go outside your circle, go two or three or four rings outside your circle, and you'll be surprised what you come back with. And it certainly sounds like that was the case here. And in fact, fascinating that she took the choice proactively. You didn't even reach out to her. She was inspired by something you put out there on social media. That is awesome. What a great journey story. So Jack, how would you say the book has changed you? And you know, what have you learned about yourself along the way? Yeah, I've learned that I love storytelling. I mean, I've always loved storytelling, but and writing, but I really, really learned that I am good at kind of explaining experiences that I have because I, I started to go to these restaurants and a lot would happen. I'd be there for two hours. And so I need to write a story about that. And I realized I love doing that and describing these experiences and comprehending these experiences with kind of short, concise, but poignant words that really captured the image in my head. So I, I realized I'm good at that. I also realized that a lot of these people felt very comfortable around me. And I, it's not like I've been in the industry for 10 years, but every time I meet a chef, they would feel very comfortable and warm around me. And I was very grateful for that. I, I did not expect that right away, but it kind of just happened. And so, yeah, I, I kind of, felt very comfortable and I felt like I could go to any restaurant and speak to the executive chef. So that was something I learned. I also learned that I love to do things differently. Like I just love being unique. And I think writing this book has pushed me to be outside of my comfort zone and do things that I normally, you know, wouldn't do, I think. And I, I know now that in my career, I want to do something creative, whether it's it's media, something in front of the camera or writing more books. I'd love to do that. And just kind of telling stories in whatever way possible. 
So going through this journey, it sounds like gave you a big boost of self-confidence to approach different people, approach them authentically. And, and I think that's might be what built the rapport, unless I'm missing something there. I'm curious what you learned about rapport building through that story, because it sounds like you uh, found a good way to do it. Yeah, I think I think listing the things that I'm involved in at USC really helped me. Being a Warren Bennis scholar has been an amazing kind of asset that I've used when meeting people. And also just, yeah, being super involved here, I've been able to really connect with people. And I, I do have very high cognitive empathy, I feel. So I understand where others are coming from. And I try to listen before I speak. So people feel like I'm engaged with them and they feel heard and they feel like I'm there for them. I think that always helps. So I think I've become really good at that, which has really helped me when when going to different restaurants. You know, I, I, there's a pretty interesting combination of traits here I'm hearing, Jack, which is one, the hustle. I always say, you know, activity breeds activity. And so, right, you keep talking to people, you keep networking, you keep pushing, but then also this level of authenticity and engagement and, mm -hmm. you know, being a good listener, I think it's an overlooked skill for many people. And it really is a great way to engage with people and get them thinking, talking, and, and really building such a powerful way to build rapport. What an awesome set of uh, learnings, uh, learnings that you've found along the way. It sounds like you've had so many unexpected positives uh, throughout this journey, Jack. What would be uh, one maybe that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I, I was recently in Las Vegas and I did a little restaurant tour that was amazing. And I went to Amafi by Bobby Flay. And Bobby Flay has been on the Food Network for a while shows like beat Bobby Flay and, and he has his own cooking show. And I walked into his restaurant with my best friend, brought my best friend along with me to kind of go on this, this tour with me, brought him along for the ride. And so I'm sitting at the bar of Almafi and I go in and I tell them, you know, why I'm there. I have a book coming out in May and I love to meet the chef. So the chef comes up to me, Anthony Fusco, who's the, executive chef and he's just so excited to meet me he gives me like a big hug and he's like <laughs> come back here i want i want you to see the kitchen i want to show you everything so i go back and it's just a, a beautiful kitchen state of the art obviously bobby flay and we take a picture in the kitchen and we i talk about he talk tells me his whole story i'm asking him all these questions and then he's like, go back to your seat, go back. I'm going to make you my best food. <laughs> so I go back to the bar and he brings me out all this free food. And then I'm done with the food. And he comes out and just sits next to me. And he's like, he, he tells the bartender, all right, give me my usual. And <laughs> we have a drink together at the bar and obviously exchange information and just have a great time. And this, this also happened at Giada's where I was at the bar there and I, I talked about my mission, what I'm doing. And I got to talk to the executive chef there, Michael Gill. And it was actually, it was crazy because it was the first day the spring menu was, was released. And so I talked to him about how he pitched it to Giada days before I met him, which was so interesting. And so I, I took a look at the menu. I asked him about different things. And he told me about Giada, how she's the only female celebrity chef on uh, the strip in Vegas. So she obviously has a lot of power and a lot of influence in the restaurant industry. 
So that was that those two experiences were amazing. And that happened a few other times in Vegas, but just the ability to illuminate these chefs and, and listen to them and hear their stories. Cause they love to talk about their stories and they've been through a lot to get to this position of where they're at, at these best, one of the best restaurants in the world, you know, being the executive chef, it takes a lot of hard work. So just hearing their stories and connecting with them was amazing. And I hope to do more of that as I do a, a book tour and podcast this summer, hopefully. You know, you, you make me think of interview I heard with Jose Andreas not long ago on how, how I built this is the name of the show I heard him on. And he talked about the fact that so many people have all these great aspirations in life and they sit on their couch and wait for them to happen. Mm-hmm. Why isn't anything happening? Right. <laughs> and here you are out hitting the pavement, going, traveling around, meeting these guys, asking for the interview, making it happen. And that's, that's how you do it. Right. You make these things happen. They're not going to happen by themselves. I love the entrepreneurial spirit burning inside of you and marrying it with this passion for food. Jack, what is the key message you want the world to know about uh, fine dining, the secrets of fine dining? Yeah, the key message I think is if you want to have a successful restaurant, you need to build a community and you need to hire the right people who are passionate about your concept, who love your concept and who will want to support you. And then that's it. You have to be yourself be positive, be enthusiastic. And obviously you need, you need a location, you need a chef, you need to source your food. And then from there, it's, it's good service. It's building a community, treating the people that work at your restaurant as family, treating your customers as family. Because at the end of the day, as we said, you come in for the food, but you stay for the service and you stay for that connection that you have with the people. So that's what I would say. This concept of you know making it feel like the family kitchen is so brilliant and really makes such a warm and, and inviting environment. And apparently, Carla Hall was pretty fond of your book. I found this praise quote from her on your book. Carla Hall, American chef, television personality, and former model. Uh, she said, it's no secret that the restaurant industry is complicated and complex in so many ways. This detailed tome serves as a masterclass for restaurateurs and diners alike. How did it feel getting that quote from Carla? It felt amazing because I've watched her on TV for years. So having that quote from her was very validating. Yeah, it, it felt really good. What a powerful message about your book. Jack, what's next for you? That's a loaded question because <laughs> I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for a Fulbright scholarship decision to go to Taiwan for a year. What I would do there is obviously enjoy the food. Taiwan has amazing food. So I'll do something with food there, definitely. I will be teaching English to high schoolers. And then I'll also be doing, I want to be doing acting, more acting and do more in the entertainment industry. So I will be doing that on the side. After I get done with my teaching English, I will be doing uh, things in the entertainment industry. And then I'll come back to LA and see what I can do here, whether it's writing more books, whether it's starring in features, whether it's, you know, doing something in media or yeah, we'll see, but I'm excited, excited for the future. Love the dreams and the goals. Jack, if people want to learn more about you and your book, where might they go? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at Raz5, R-A-Z-Z5. Also LinkedIn, Raz5, R-A-Z-Z-5, 
and Facebook Raz5 FB R A Z Z five with the FB at the end. Fine dining, the secrets behind the restaurant industry will be available this spring where everybody books online. They come for the food, they stay for the service. What a great message and what an awesome celebration of the amazing food out there in the world. Jack, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Great to have you. I'm your host of the creative community, John Saunders. Keep moving forward.